Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Uh, a summer special. It's not a summer special, it's just summer. I hope the sun shines with you from the greatest city in the world, Manchester. Which we can say now um, with absolute certainty and no one can actually have a go at us about. Matt is in the awful London and uh, Marsha is in the terrible Toronto. Toronto, it's alliterative. Uh, Thousands of miles away, how's Toronto, Marsha? It's uh, it's pretty good. It's almost, it's like the warmest day today. We've had a stupidly cold spring. Nice. Matt, how is the dreadful London? Uh... You know, a little bit rainy, a little bit sunny. There we go. And Jamie has now moved house, and he comes to us from Ooh. his new house in Eccleston, Lancashire. Eccleston. How's, how's uh, small town life treating you? Had some ducks in the back garden this morning, and uh, I thought they were just here to have some fun, but I think they were actually trying to intimidate the new family on the block, because <laughs> they, they, they shat all over the decking, and they ripped up some of the... <laughs> with the what? Um, Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. What did they rip up? Jamie? Oh, oh. oh. The ducks got him. Oh, wow, the ducks. <laughs> Hello? Jamie, what did the <laughs> ducks <laughs> what did the ducks rip up? They ripped up the, they ripped up the plants. Great. Put your head <laughs> near the <laughs> Yeah. Put your head near the Wi-Fi. This week we are talking about the box set frequency. I think Marsha suggested this a while ago, and I have now watched episode one. Matt, what have you watched? I watched episode one. And Jamie, what have you watched? One. One. Okay, so we're all one episode in. Um, do you know what? I, but I, how much has Marsha watched? Oh, I've sorry, seen the whole thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. All of it. All of it. All I of thought it. that was implicit. Ma- Matthew, um, let, let's just begin with a very vague question. Because I th- wonder if we're all going to fall quite similarly on this one. Matt, for a mark out of 10, what would you give it? You, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I'm really asking. Oh, all right. I guess I'd give it about a, a four. Ooh, Jamie, oh. Jamie, higher or lower than a four? <laughs> I'll give you a five. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. So, okay, we've got grounds for discussion here. Um, The background of this is basically... Oh, God. Who wants to give us the background? Come on, with your best enthusiasm, Jamie Atherton. Well, Ah. it's um, it's follow-up to uh, the the film frequencies. It's based on... It was a 2000... Yeah, Dennis Quaid film, which I actually really like that that film. Um, And, uh, yeah, basically there is a... Female cop played by Peyton List from Mad Men. Not seen her in a while. Um, and she Who's she in Mad Men? Cop- Who Sorry. Is she? Who is she in Mad Men? She marries all Roger Sterling. She's his, uh, oh. you know, he has an affair with her in the oh, office. Okay. There you go, guys. Yeah. Um, and so she's the main character in it. She 
finds her dad's old sort of transistor radio uh, or ham radio. Ham radio, come on. They said it like a million times. Apologies, <laughs> apologies, apologies. Yeah, they, you're bloody right. And, uh, anyway, she starts speaking to her father. Who, she's in 2016, and he is in 1996, and they are speaking to each other via this radio. Oh, Jamie, I've got to stop you. Your Wi-Fi and, uh, is so dreadful. Jamie, your Wi-Fi is awful. It sounds like you're down a transistor radio from now. You sound like Wally. <laughs> Are you going to uh, are you going to get an improved Wi-Fi at some point, or is this it now that you've moved to the sticks? He's... Hello. Oh my oh, god! Good grief. <laughs> oh. I, can, I can hear you. Sorry, it's just one of those uh, the days with Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. It's just it's going to be a bit crap. Jamie, um... how about you connect via three G instead? How do you think feel about That's that? That's a great idea. Hold on a second. Why don't you do that? Let's let Jamie do that. Matt, has Jamie missed anything out from that setup? I think he has something quite key. Ye- yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what the the her, it's the day. So uh, yes, they they connect with each other on the day of her birthday, her twenty eighth birthday, and it's the day before her father's gonna die. Back in 1996, he goes on a cop bus that went bad. Some stuff went down, and he got shot while running away from a car. But now she's got the power to change the past. And lo and behold, there's a butterfly effect that sweeps through time, changing the space-time continuum. So when she gets to the future, her mom's now dead, and her dad is died too. It just feels like you're not taking this seriously. <laughs> Can I it's because special, this is the closest box set that we've ever had to an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> and another crucial plot point is that in 2016, she's always hated her dad because hmm. when he, he died... He turned out to be a bad guy. He turned out to be a bad cop. He'd crossed, he was undercover for two years and, and went then it deep. turned out he crossed over to the other side. But then... She finds out that that's not true at all. Yeah. And that actually, he was set up. Right. Honestly, do you know what I thought of when I when I realised what the plot of this show was? Quantum Leap. No, well, no. I mean, God, there's so many things that it references. Now that I find out that it's actually um, based on a film that already existed, it can't even be credited for having a half-decent idea because someone else already had it. <laughs> but what I thought of when I realised what was going on is do you remember in Friends when Joey gets a job on a film in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and he tells the story about it and the punchline of his story is, she has been dead for 10 years. <laughs> That's what this made me think of. It's just like, how did this get made? Okay. I just can't believe that they'd managed to make a full series out of it. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Wow. Well, I... I'm sorry, Marsha. You might, there must be, there must be redeeming things about it. What are they? No, no, so not I... yet. Not yet, Marsha. Okay. Not yet. Cause once we start her, she'll be off. Um, <laughs> Let's let's get all of the negativity out and then give you a chance to um, corral us into action, right? Um, Jamie, what were your objections? It's just uh, it's just so ham-fisted. It's just so shoehorns all these plot devices in so quickly in, and it's like and it's such an obvious and there's no subtlety. It's just a very like bog standard American TV show where they oh look she's the Nightingale murderer still the going. Nightingale oh. murderer honestly 
Can you can you even believe they called it that? That's like one of the titles they come up with for a murder on, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they're taking the piss out of this stuff. The Nightingale Killer. Good grief. And the picture of him that they've got, the little sketch is just like, can someone draw... Um, what an evil person looks like. <laughs> That's the thing. It's such. It's such. A, it's full of. It's just a big American TV show cliche. The only redeeming feature. It's got Mackay Pfeiffer in it. One of my favourite actors. Uh, he's a great actor. And, Is he the guy uh, who played Pratt in ER? Yes. 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 Right, I, I couldn't figure out where I'd seen him, and then I was like, "That's who he is." I couldn't yeah, either. Yeah. He's a brother. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, Jimmy, <laughs> sweet Christ, what is he? <laughs> what is he? What was he he's, playing it? He's an African American gentleman. Um, um, I don't he know. Plays the cop buddy of hers. He was also the body, buddy of her dad. All oh, right, yeah. So, Colin. Oh, sorry, you were asking if he was playing the brother. I yeah. thought you were saying he's a brother, he's as in a black person. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Seriously, oh, that's what I thought you were saying. Well, <laughs> well there we go. I'm glad that wasn't. Shot like CSI in colour, which doesn't help, I think, but, but the things that happen are like Goonies, and that's one thing that I thought about it was I had these very similar opinions to these two at first. I was like, oh, crack. I, I thought, I'm getting... Is it because I do this podcast or because of where we are? But I'm sick of pilots now that have me guessing who done it, who died, how did they die? D- I, you know, just getting so sick of a pilot that, that, that has flashbacks throughout that gradually leads us to stuff. I thought Breaking Bad had sorted it out and just given us the answers immediately and challenged itself. So for the first half of the of, of it, it looked like it was going in that direction. I thought the whole series is going to be about her saving her dad. And well, in some ways it may well be, but uh, she actually saves... Ugh, ruined it. Um, she she might save her dad in episode <laughs> one and it might lead to another problem. Um but so I I actually thought that the way it shot was going to bring forth more criticism than it would if it was shot like the Goonies or or like um, what's it called the the one that we all loved that was Spielberg like and like Stranger the Stranger, Stranger, Stranger Things, things yeah. yeah because it because it you know the radio <clears throat> and the talking to the dad and all of that stuff it's like I can take that if it's part of kind of a kid's world with misty mis mystery and intrigue um but it's not but it has to have some craft about it this has no craft and 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 it looks like it does those things because it just can't think of anything else well there's also it's those just... obvious moments where like you know her husband would not believe her that she's talking to her dad just told her that she was mad the garage is five meters away take him to the fucking garage <laughs> take him to the garage and say talk to my dad with me yeah uh, but then why would he, he would still be like now it's just some dude you're having an affair with yeah, yeah. yes yes that, that's fair enough no and also why. it would be like the frog that does the tap dancing the the radio would never work in front of someone else yeah but also okay. remember that the dad that the husband never met the dad so how does he know it's the dad well it doesn't the matter you can be like yeah I'm, yeah for sure i'm her dad and not someone but, who she's secretly banging but you know like, what that, <laughs> that that you've just said and matt's point about the radio not working you can do all that just take him to the garage and do it there. Don't leave it at, oh, you're going mad, love. And her going, yeah, you're probably right. No, take him to the fucking garage. At least try or don't have the conversation. That's what I said. By the way, 
Who is the actor playing her boyfriend? Where is his accent from? His How did he get into television? South African. He sounds South New Zealand. African. Australia. Is no, he, is he sounds like I knew he was everything at once. African, and they reference it a couple of times. I bet they do. His in name the first is, episode? I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> and he's from <laughs> South Australia, Zand. <laughs> no, he's from South Africa, and I think it's South... I'm a real dick with accents. Like, I will watch Game of Thrones, and someone would be speaking Dothraki, and I'll be like, fake accent. But uh, I can, <laughs> can spot a fake accent from a mile off. When I watch The Wire... I found Dominic What's-His-Face so hard to watch because I found his accent impossible. And I've spoken to so many people who were like, I had no idea he was mm. British. Mm. Yeah, and that's me. That's yep. me. Sorry. And, uh, sorry to make your voice I know it when I watch it again. Uh, I notice it every time. But I, but I think that, that Mr. Bonjour actually has a very convincing South African accent because I got it straight away because I was like, this is very rare that you have a main character who has a South African accent yeah. that isn't really explained beyond the fact that someone at some point is like, oh yeah, the South African. Uh, he just happens to be the, there. Okay. Always the activist. She's taken the activist perspective. <laughs> I don't thank think God we're... South Africans you are think... really a minority. Think... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And they reference the fact that he's grown up there with his mum being from there and everything. I'm like, how would he have this? Anyway. Do, do they? Yes, in the, in the pilot, yeah. His, his mum's lived there for all these years because he's, because they they, they uh, yeah anyway, um, Oasis. I my theory is first of all I really liked it by the end. So, Sarah, mm. we're gonna watch uh, Frequency episode two, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, you see. Um, how many? What are, did you like about it? How many? Come and come and talk to us a second. Marsha wants to know what did you like about it. She's naked, hang on, and the curtains are open. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, crawl in. This is, is top-quality radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's in pyjamas now. Okay, come come, come here. Um, Marsha wants to know what you liked about it. Oh, I feel really put on the spot. Mm. Um, mm. It was a bit like Quantum Leap. It's sort mm. of cheesy. Mm. It's sort of fun. It's a bit kind of of a rubbish... Um, Outer Limits and Twilight Zone and that sort of era, and I think it's uh, it's worth episode two, surely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I wondered, Marsha, if because it had Oasis on the soundtrack and you picked the music for the in between, it's you <laughs> you were drawn in by just a funky soundtrack, an indie soundtrack. By being British indie soundtrack, and I missed it. That was the um, moment where it got written off for me when that's, Wonderwall started yeah, that, playing. That stood out. To that me. was the end of it. Yeah. Then we had a conversation about were Oasis even big in America in the nineties? Because I don't know if that's they were. Why, yeah. That's why it's cool that they chose that record because for most people watching it, they won't necessarily know it. Cool. By stark contrast to uh, to your experience, Hal, that was when my wife left the room. <laughs> <laughs> was that the program? Or was she not like Oasis very much? Uh, she, well, to be honest, like I said to her, look, I've got to watch. I want to start watching this show for the podcast tomorrow. Do you want to watch the first episode? And she said, "What's it about?" And I said, "I'm not." to tell you because <laughs> i read the blurb and i knew that if i gave her the blurb she'd be like fuck that i'm gonna go and watch the walking dead upstairs yeah that's pretty much my reaction I... to every time that howell says we've got to watch such and such by tuesday i think the problem with the oasis thing is that it's like everything in the show it's like really 
like ham it's just really like oh, clumsy yeah. sort of it's sort of it have, they might as well just play the song that said it's 1996 <laughs> now just in case you didn't know <laughs> come on maybe I was just in a a place where I needed a bit of spoon feeding but I yeah. I, I don't know it, it it kind of has that nice retro thing that's around at the moment um, yeah, I, I it's easy. Worth. Yeah, I also, it's easy, and everyone needs a bit of that. Yeah, I also yeah. wonder whether it's gonna. Uh, you know, this was a pilot we were watching, and pilots do cram a lot mm. in, and they're often shot quite lazily or cheaply. Does yeah. d- does d- do the production values increase, Marsha? Does this? So let me tell you what I like about it. Okay. Um, so you know how I watch TV. I watch TV either by myself or with my TV buddy. And when I'm with my TV buddy, that's where I watch the stuff that really challenges me because we can talk about it afterwards. If it's really complicated, I'll hit pause and make him explain what's going on. And I wanted a new TV show to watch by myself. And as you know, I tried very hard with The West Wing, but it's not a show to watch on my own. And I thought I really oh, just want. Army. And I wanted. I thought I want drama, but I just want some like easy garbage I can watch by myself. Yeah. And then I saw this, and what I liked about it is it's like thriller but it's not i don't like it when it's really murdery Mm. so it's like even though it has a serial killer in it it's not super murdery you're not constantly looking at dead bodies um it's thriller but it's not so scary that i can't watch it on my own it has a little bit of sci-fi and i love like a little my favorite kind of sci-fi is like real life slightly wonky Mm. um and as we were just saying, it's so easy. I mean, it's totally, you're absolutely right that it's so hammy. Peyton List basically has one facial expression for the entire show. And she looks like and Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs, I, I can't Gillian get Jacobs over how much she looks like. Yeah. There's so many things where I'm just like, that's just not convincing of you as a cop. Once it gets further in the series, there's there's so much space-time continuum stuff that you just really have to suspend disbelief on the physics of it because... Mm. There's a lot of kind of physics plot holes, but it's really easy to watch. And it's not, you know, it's not so clunky that it made me crazy. It was like just clunky enough that it didn't at all challenge me. And through the series, they do a really good job of keeping you gripped, but not making you feel like you have to stay up all night and watch 10 episodes in a row, which for me is like the perfect TV show to watch by myself. Because sometimes I want to ruin my life with like a Breaking Bad or a Game of Thrones. But sometimes I just want to watch a bit of TV. And sometimes, you know, I would watch two or three episodes in a row. But I think they do, as I said, in the, as the season goes on, they do a great job of keeping you interested, not making it, you know, they have a couple of little silly things, but they don't do any, like, massive clangy subplots that get really, like, Like your microphone, because you keep hitting the desk while you're talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going right. to stop that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they don't have, like, massive clangy subplots that you feel like, what the hell is this here for? Yeah. And and then the very, very last episode, uh, which I just watched, I was totally thrilled right to the last minute. And I was kind of wondering, how are you going to do this in a way that, like, both wraps it up and makes me want to keep watching if there's a season two? And I felt like they did an absolutely beautiful job. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you've just said. And on top of that, after the first episode, it did leave me thinking, hmm... Which dead person would I like to speak to on the radio? Yeah, there was a takeaway from that. Did <laughs> <laughs> you come to a conclusion on that? There may be a male-female bias going on here. My sister loves it as well and says, uh, has basically said exactly what you just said about it because she doesn't like 
it's what we we men would call uh, quite a namby-pamby argument. She doesn't like anything too scary, nothing too this, nothing too that. It's like mm. a nice dilute pint of squash. Yeah, when you're watching TV mm. by yourself and you already constantly think that there's an axe murderer in your bath to the point where you frequently pull the shower curtain aside mm. Mm. to check, we're then also, you don't want something that's going to terrify you. We're also absolutely gobbling up and loving Kimmy Schmidt, the latest series of Kimmy Schmidt. And it is so fast. The gags are so quick that you miss half the gags because you're laughing at the previous one. And it's it's quite hard work in that sense, in that it's like just mm. brrr, like straight at the screen. And normally we would put up against that quite a big uh, meaty drama and actually this is quite nice because it's kind of it's not a big meaty drama but it's it's a nice rest after Kimmy yeah yeah it's I think you, uh, enough doesn't ruin your life mm. I think you summed it up quite perfectly when you called it easy garbage <laughs> yeah yeah what else did you say there was a great quote in there that was something like oh god I, I, it, just, it just made me think, on our website, we should get, like, a poster designer to create a load of new posters <laughs> for box sets and put quotes that people have said about it on this podcast. Because Marsha <laughs> said something like, it's it's entirely um, boring garbage or something. Five stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy garbage. Three stars for when you need a three-star box yeah, set. Yeah, it's like but you, you know what? I actually, I really like a time travel um, movie mm-hmm. and uh, and TV show, and I just, I, I, I got to say, I just wanted this to be slightly better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if it had been just a little bit better, and I, I got to say, like the cast is pretty weak. Um, <laughs> like no, no one is coming out of this, and I'm going, oh god, look at him, look at her. But this um, is episode oh, one. Oh, look at her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at her. She's doing such I a good think job. The script would allow for really strong acting, which is fine. Really? <laughs> it's just completely There's another one. There's another poster available on our website. <laughs> it doesn't allow for really strong acting. I don't know. Mm. Is that how is that? Is how is that a compliment, Marsha? I mean, like... <laughs> because I because I just think again, it's like. I feel like it would be weird if you had like John Hurt in the middle of that because the lines are cheesy. And so you need someone who can, who you don't feel embarrassed for when they're delivering the ball. <laughs> That's so but right. I think also very he's the type good. of actor who you cannot feel embarrassed for when he's de- <laughs> delivering a shit line. That's <laughs> all very likable. Peyton List with her one yeah. facial expression, very likable. Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> Very, very likable. The guy, I can't remember the name of the actor who plays the dad, but you end up loving him. Okay, so... Well, Mackay Pfeiffer's put on a few pounds, hasn't he? Look. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's looking, looking a bit good. Here's what Jamie and Matt are thinking right now, Marsha. They're thinking, Marsha doesn't really watch as many box sets as us. She gets really enthusiastic about a bag <laughs> of shit, jumps on here, slags off the West Wing, and then disappears for six months. Um, there's no way I'm going to carry on watching Frequency. That's what they're thinking. Now, you've described well, why you enjoy it, but have any of their criticisms, do any of their criticisms improve after episode one, or is it more of the same? I feel like I feel like it's um, if you can settle into the clunk, and as you say, if it has its place. <laughs> Close to three. <laughs> Yeah. No, but it has its place. Like you gave a put. So for me, it's like when I'm home alone and I don't want to worry about ex murderers. It's mm. the perfect TV. You're when you're watching Kimmy Schmidt or something that's challenging you in other ways, and you want something that's a good like, mm. you know, a, re- reflect, re- just something to kind of reflect it. That like 
that is a good like accompaniment mm. you know it's like sometimes you want to eat garbage food yeah. because yeah, actually I, that's what you're in the mood for mm. I, no, I, I do get all of this uh, one of my issues is that you know it's been cancelled don't you Marsha <laughs> oh has it oh that's so yeah. sad so I don't like I but but I would say if you can if you do find a place for it in your life the way that they end it, much much like Utopia, the way that they end it, it both gives room for a next season and gives you satisfaction for what's happened. Like you don't, it's not like um, The Hour, which I still think is worth watching, but you leave the end of the second season of The Hour and you're desperate to know what's going to happen next. Whereas with this, you feel like I can totally see how this would go into season two, but also I'm satisfied if it never does. It just breaks my heart because I feel like you have spent so much of your life on box sets that are really substandard. <laughs> but only when I only when that's about the end of you're talking about the end of um the, the, hour, the hour. Honestly, how did you make did you it there? Love the hour? Well, I loved no, the hour. and it's like Marsha, tell us about season forty-two of Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> <laughs> but the hour was brilliant. Are you genuinely no. don't love the hour? Yeah, the genuinely. first four episodes of the hour were really good, and then it just went to shit. It's because the oh. BBC said we oh. need to make a Mad Men. And if you've watched Mad Men, this is my point, Marsha. If you'd listen to our advice and actually stick to things, <laughs> you'd find that you don't need to buy the Tesco brand cola. <laughs> I thought the first season of The Hour was tremendous. And the second season, it was a few episodes of weirdness at the beginning. And then I really enjoyed it. Again. And that's great. Well, it's and I it's nice that we have a diverse good. spectrum of opinions. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. nice that there are people who yeah. can like The West Wing and Mad Men and The Sopranos. And there are other people who can enjoy The Hour and Frequency. I'm just fascinated <laughs> by the day that Marsha has also watched those other things. And, and then either says but I still love the hour and frequency. Or she goes, she just weeps and says so, no, so much so time lost. Say, I think the hour I always love. It's one of my favourite things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but I also, I just, certainly with frequency. I mean, even when I suggested it, I never actually suggested it. I just said, I've been watching this show called Frequency. Okay. It's sort of half crime thriller, half sci-fi. Mm. Um, so what, uh, what you say? What, what, why Why did we watch it then? <laughs> we're going to do it. To... No. And I was so excited that for once it was a show. What happened here? My sister, my sister, who makes very good, good recommendations, kept going on about it. And so I oh, thought we you? should. Yeah. And so when you mentioned it, I thought, well, well yeah, we should. Um, and I probably will. I think we will carry on watching it. I Genuinely, I don't think. Not the so there's not a chance that Matt is going to reach episode four. No, none. I admire your honesty, even if this does mean that you fired from the box set part. Jamie, <laughs> what about you? You know, I, I I get the reasons to watch this. It's throwaway. It's it's fast food TV. It's not. It doesn't hurt your brain. I've watched stuff like that. I, I watched Under the Dome for two and a half seasons. I mean, that was heinous. It was actually a show about people on, under, under a, a dome. dome. Yeah. And there was another show, How to Get Away with Murder. Which uh, was I watched a one and a half series, and that was complete trash. Yeah. But we loved it for a while because it was brainless. Uh, and I still I do get those reasons. Yeah. But I just uh, I haven't got room in my life for frequency at the moment. And, oh. uh, gonna, gonna have to gonna have to pass. I'm watching some good stuff. I'm watching Better Call Saul. I'm watching Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, Silicon you know, Valley. Some, some, oh, oh, it's amazing. What a show, Marsha. Did you? Can, can I just ask? 
Um, uh, tracking back to last week, did did you continue with Thirteen Reasons Why? How? Oh my God! Started episode two with Sarah last night or the night before. Her narration is driving me up the wall. The <laughs> it really it, of narration. it drops off a cliff on episode two, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> but then it actually, like, I really, I, I, I thought, oh no, this has gone to an awful place. Yeah. Uh, but then it kind of pulls it back. Okay, and it, fine. And, it, moment, and it comes back a little bit further, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about. I'm thinking on five or six, maybe. Mm. I, I mean, at the moment, I'm just shouting, just kill yourself at the TV. Oh. That can't be, can't be a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, everybody. All right? It's not real. <laughs> no, but given and the way you talked about it last week, that's all a little bit Exactly, I know. We, we dealt with the social action last week. This week, it's a fucking drippy teen drama, and the narration could have been quartered, easily quartered. It just goes on and on and on. Anyway. No, I mean, all that stuff in the coffee house with the three of them oh, and, and the where, stupid um, FML business, honestly, it made me want to shoot someone. Yeah, that's where I am. That's where I am. That's it. Um, we've all, we've I've been also, watching the... Um, sorry. Go oh, going on Prison Break, in terms of Awful, the new series of Prison Break is being released uh, gradually, and um, it is truly awful so uh <laughs> next to that frequency is an absolute winner <laughs> talking of prison tv shows may i ask you all how you're feeling about the new series of orange porridge is the new black? <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> orange is the new black porridge is the new black haven't started it haven't actually got through the last no, 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 one june the 9th. it's not out yet it's not out till june the 9th oh, okay yeah. haven't got through the last one yet um, started mm. to for me the whole Piper story that was in the first series was what it was all about. Uh, yeah. I can put up with backstories for a series, but when they continue into the next series, it's like no, I need a really gripping, forward pushing plot. I'm sick of yeah. just flashbacks. I hate flashbacks. <laughs> no, it lost I'll, me in series three. I'll, I'll definitely be coming back. But the last thing I heard was that it had been it had been stolen by. Uh, hackers and they were trying to ransom it back to Netflix. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why. What they'd stolen every copy of it. They'd well, they'd well, they only need one map to release Found it. it. No, how would they ransom it, it back? Oh, I see. What, what, just... it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised they care about that. Yeah. Everything gets released anyway, doesn't it? I feel like that's like a plot from a movie in the 80s. I know. They've stolen a TV show and they're ransoming yeah. it. They stole a demo tape. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but Kimmy Schmidt and Silicon Valley are my life. For the moment. I just can't. I've watched Silicon Valley three times over because every time I have to wait a week for another episode, I go back to the first episode of season one and start plowing through it because there's not been that. Uh, you have so much time. I stay up very late. <laughs> so very, much time very tired um, i've been watching um the night manager which has just come to uh amazon uh, prime uh, and i'm really enjoying that yeah don't Ooh. go back a year on the podcast you'll find our critique of that ben wasn't too did you do it pleased with that yeah i think so yeah yeah why was ben what did ben not like about it i don't i don't think we did that it's what are you sure I don't think we did. Night we definitely manager. talked about it. We talked about we it. Talked about it. I remember yeah. us talking yeah. about it, but I don't think we actually right. did a whole show on it. Right. Um, no, I think Ben's thing was just an industry thing again. The the, the budget for that was something sh like twenty million pounds or something. Oh, so it's like, but why is it? Why why does he not want that? It's a BBC thing. Uh, I think because 
when you are competing on budgets that large, it's a bit like Premiership football and saying, you know, why aren't there more grassroots teams or whatever? That's a bad example. Well, because, because people keep chucking twenty million at something. All right, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's difficult to get a foot in the door for anyone if you're not Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston and very famous rich people already. You know, it's a rich person's game. I think. Fair enough. Um, but it is not bloody good, it, though, very good, really very good, very good, very good. And Tom Hollander's delightful. Yes, Tom Hiddleston. No Hollander. Tom no Hollander as well. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He's, He's much more fun than Hiddleston. I imagine you're his friend from London, Marsha. Me, I know. I saw him in. I saw him in the Thruppany Opera at the Donmar Warehouse about twenty years ago, and we all fell wildly in love with him. And so I. Yeah, what a treat! Wow. How much was your ticket for the Thruppany Opera? I can't remember. If it was really. more than 3p, I'd have complained and got my money back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, if you want to do The Night Manager, I haven't seen it. I would be so in for that on a pod. I think, I think we're so late on that one, even by mm. Marsha standards. We're <laughs> like so late, but we'll, we'll pop it on a list. Um, well, I heard they're going to do a second series. Oh, great. Well, that would be a good time to do it. Let's wait and see. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that'll be good. A catch up for people who haven't seen it. Um, so frequency, Jamie, you're not going to bother. Matt, you're not going to bother. I am going to bother, Marsha. That's uh, yes. one in yes. three. The Time and a place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't believe after how she's treated the West Wing that you're going to give her this. I know how all. All I do, and we could talk about uh, the organisation of this box set and the demands made by the people who turn up once a year. All I do <laughs> is give and give and give <laughs> and i accept i accept that it's very unlikely that anyone else will live by the doctrine that i um follow but Marsha, if you stick with west wing and if you watch mad men your taste is going to improve 100 percent. i promise you i promise you taste oh it's amazing well <laughs> not at least taste. go for silicon valley because it's short and very funny i watched the first two episodes when it came out and it did not move me at all. Okay, crack on. Oh. Matt, Matt but I do trust you. But, but crack on, it's just... Okay. Oh, it's so I love good. so many of the actors in it that I want yeah. to love it, so I'll we'll give it another well, shot. Which one, sorry? Which one are you talking Silicon about? Silicon Valley. I mean, it's... <laughs> Silicon Valley. It's at a stage now, Silicon Valley, where it's so good, it's, it knows its characters so yeah. well and everything, mm-hmm. that it's just having so much fun. We've said it so about at, so oh. many comedies that you've got to let the actors and the characters get used to themselves. And once true. Tell you what, Marsha, don't watch Silicon Valley. Watch The League. Oh, God, no. You see, Matt, what you've done is just done the best example of what Marsha's doing. It's like the Quantum Leap is uh, Silicon Valley to Marsha's um, frequency. Uh, sorry, what am I saying? You know what I'm saying. You're so, yeah, I the know. The League, yeah. Um, Listen, thank you. This has been fun. You're wrong. Uh, This has been fun. And thank you all. And um, please go back and listen to the podcast that you've missed. I am not talking to you, the listener. I'm talking to Marsha right now. (laughs) Um, And if you've got any feedback, please email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Always welcome suggestions. Uh, We know you listen. Uh, We always love a good suggestion, a bit of feedback. Why don't you tell us uh, whether you'd actually buy a film poster we, a, a box set poster if we made them if we were bothered to make merchandise would you pay say five pounds to help support this podcast because this microphone's going to need replacing soon <laughs> goodbye
goodbye. What's and on next week? Next week, is it Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies, which I've just finished. Marsha, are you on Big Little Lies? Female I know, I'm really female. excited about watching it. I've been Everybody's been telling me from all directions that I have to. Thank you all. See you next week for Big Little Lies. Thank you. God bless Manchester. Bye.